0: Welcome to another episode of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. My like government name. Let's dive right in. Up first, episode 275 titled Terrible Threes, uh, that aired on September 27th, 2015. In this clip, Adam tells tales of Dave Grohl, you know, the drummer from Nirvana and the Foo Fighters lead singer. You know who he is. Uh, he talks about his concert going at an older age, and hilarity ensues. Check it out.
1: You know what? What really, uh, what really struck me, or what really strikes you about uh, the Foo Fighters, is the the music's great. Um, it's the work ethic. It's like how hard Dave Grohl and the rest of the band work when
2: like, they're performing.
1: Yeah, well, he has a broken foot right now, and so he's in a boot. Um, so they built him a sort of a rock and roll throne. And that's where he does the show. And they, they, the thing moves around. And I was going to say it seemed like he like was like...
2: down front and stuff too a bit. I, I mean, they had these huge screens behind him, which were awesome. Where was this? It was at the fabulous forum. Wow! But um, what I'm saying is, is
1: he's not going to let a, a broken fo- ankle cancel a tour where he has to be up on his feet playing the guitar and running all over the stage. So what, what, they, what did they do? Compensate. They improvised. Yeah. Um, and compensate. And 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 then came up with something better in, in its own way. You know, so um, 30 years from now when people are talking, you know, Foo Fighters are dead or retired or whatever and everyone's sitting around going, I remember I've seen a band. I saw the Foo Fighters. I'm going to be the guy who goes, I saw them with the rock and roll throne tour and not the whole tour, just the end of the tour. So here you are and you've sold out a bunch of venues like the forum around the country, around the world. Um, I don't know. Seventeen thousand seats, or fifteen, or
2: number. No, remember, remember when uh, Chickering used to always go it's the
1: house that Jack Ken Cook bit,
2: built, seventeen
1: five oh five. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Buster's <laughs> off the hot dog when he blows in the, the popcorn machine.
2: <laughs> seventeen five oh five. Yeah, always you would repeat the number of people in the audience. But that would, that's it's more like fifteen because they block off the back half.
1: You know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. it's not full like it would be if it's just yeah. the Lakers playing the Celtics yeah. there back in the day. But, all right, so there's 15,000 yeah. tickets sold, whatever it is. Um, so you break your ankle. So now um, the doctor says, how'd you break your ankle? And you say, rocking. And then you sniff when you're done. And then he says, well... Like doctors always say, it's my favorite thing doctors do. Well, oh, I no can't more. Wait. No, you never told me this. What's, no more. What's
2: the favorite thing we do?
1: My favorite thing is when you explain to them how you injured yourself, and and sometimes it's football, sometimes it's skateboarding, um, sometimes it's ride, riding a, a BMX bike, but oftentimes it's doing something that is your passion. I yeah. mean, usually it's it's never. Well, I was temping. And I broke my ankle like it 's never something you don 't give a i was I was attending a class at junior college just for credits so i didn 't really care about it. like it's you, you always bust your ankle, shooting hoop in your league, your pick of your weekend league, or whatever it is, yeah whatever it is you do to injure yourself it 's done playing high school football or <laughs> yeah. done whatever it 's your your passion you don 't get injured pursuing your non passions you 're right. just waiting for a bust, so what do we like do? That. Doctors always say whatever the activity
2: is, well, n- no more of that. No more of that, yeah. And that's it's always always like, well, there, no, there will be no more of that. Yeah, and it's
1: like. <laughs> but well, yeah, that's in the movies. Uh, all right. Come on. I've seen enough in the movies. When, right. when people flick their cigarettes, they do it in slow motion, right? <laughs> right before something blows up. That does happen, right? Like, yeah. even if I just go out in the parking lot and flick a cigarette in slow motion. Well, only even, if it's heading for the gasoline. Yeah, but even if it just lands yeah. on the ground, it'll blow right. up, right? Yeah, that's right, true. No, I've talked to doctors and had shit happen. Where shoulder. the first, with shoulders? whatever, whatever it is you do, they go... No, nah. no more of that for a while. And for a while, right. right? And the the thing, yeah, they won't tell you you can't play doubles tennis for the rest of your life. They'll just tell you you got to take you got to take some time off. And all I'm saying is, is you can't say to Dave Grohl, no more who, rocking, no more rocking for a while. I have a tour and I've sold thousands, tens of thousands of tickets in advance.
2: Did you talk to him afterwards?
1: No, I talked to uh,
2: Pat and I talked to. Uh, Taylor, the, there is uh, there is no oh, the drummer. There, Dave was not around. There's no nicer person than Dave Grohl. I, I, Taylor, I Taylor's a great guy too. Taylor's a really yeah, nice guy, yeah. and Pat's. I don't really know nice. Pat. I don't know Pat, but, but super I, nice. I've literally run into Dave like out in the world. He'll just stop and have a conversation, and he yeah. and he's interestingly has that same kind of personability on stage. I talked to his mom for a while. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, but I'm interested. Where'd that go? Because oftentimes he'll have <laughs> questions about his parents.
1: I had to. Well, first thing I had to do was ask about his sister, because I didn't want to be one of those, you got two kids, but I'm only talking about one of them people. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's yeah. easy to. We just got yeah. done with the concert, you yeah. know, but
2: uh, I wanted to see how the the sister was it, doing. It is weird when the parents of rock stars show up. I, I, I was in, the, in a dress room with, uh, shit, uh. This is so awesome. though. my in my aged brain, can't remember I name. Can... Karashuka Girl. Uh, Karashuka. She's the lead a singer. A, what's for, a Karashuka. Uh, girl? Shuka, Hera, what is it called? Uh, I don't know what a Harashuka is. Uh, she's lead singer for the ska band. Oh, uh, oh, Gwen Stefani? Gwen Stefani, and her dad's in there. In the she's dressing. a what, girl? Help me with this, Chris. Like she has like she does
1: those like Japanese
2: Yeah. Style. Yeah, she gets the Japanese chicks yeah. in the back. Yeah. And their are Harashukas. Well no, she what? had a song called Harishuka Girl, right? Uh, I wouldn't know that. I yeah. wouldn't know I that. I do know yeah. no doubt though. Right. Yeah, no nah, doubt. Yeah. There we go. All right. Uh Scott be a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> and even you know, here's the dad in the uh, in the dressing room after she's just rocked out. Oh right! And I'm right. staring at him like, and he's a he's like jo- jovial, you know, guy, yeah, really yeah. super nice guy. Yeah, I've met him uh, before. Yeah, and it's like it's so weird. It's a you're talking to Dave Grohl's mom in his dressing room. It's a weird concept. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah we talked for a while. Well, the the reason <laughs> we we she came up to me because I lived across the street from her daughter. Uh, pardon me. I had a home. This North Hollywood home? Yeah. Yeah. Ask. What the hell was with that street? You had uh, Be I, Real on
2: that street too, right? I think I did.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's more, it's not in North Hollywood technically, but oh. I'll I'll give them their privacy, Drew. Oh, no, <laughs> never stop with that. Oh, uh, they are not well, there anymore. You're not there anymore. No, but I think she okay. may be there. All I'm right. just trying to, All you right. know. Respect that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, in the Valley, okay. uh, lived across the street, didn't live across the street at a party house across the street. Yeah. And um, but the mom, <laughs> mom was well aware of that. Dave used to stay there when he came to L.A. to do
2: shows. Oh, I didn't know that. That's nice. Oh, stay with this, this sister. I think must stay with you.
1: No, what what happened? Um, that was a famous that was a famous story where. Famous in at least our, you know, love line annals, which was I saw Dave at the K-Rock Acoustic Christmas. And I, it, again, if memory serves, we had some sort of conversation, you know, like, oh, where are you living? And I don't know. He was living in Seattle or something at the time. This is, you know, 15 years ago or something. He was living somewhere. I said, well, when you come out to L.A., where do you stay? And he said, oh, I I stay at my sister's place. She's out here. And then I said, oh, where's she? Oh, she's out in the valley. And, of course, I was sort of like, oh, well, where? where?" Turns out, or or somehow, I I don't know. I don't know if he put a note on my mailbox or we were talking about, but somehow gleaned that the sister lived across the
2: street. Yeah, crazy.
1: And I then the Saturday or something after the concert, um, I went over to the party house to work, work in the garage or shoot some hoop or do something. And I remember waiting until about noon or one o'clock. And I thought, well, I'll just go across the street and knock on the door. See if he's, see if he's there. We want to shoot some hoop or something. And I went over there and, uh, I knocked on the door. It was afternoon, but, you know, it is rock and I, I roll remember, I remember after story. all. Yeah, yeah. And this <laughs> fairly disheveled blonde chick answered the door. Like, it, clearly, she'd just been uh, awakened. Mm-hmm. And maybe he didn't hear the door. and Maybe she did or something. And she just came down and uh, uh, assumed she was a groupie. Made sense. I felt like rock and roll to me. <laughs> Plus, she was—you know—she was, you know, she was a, a, a cute blonde whose hair was all messed up, and yeah. you know, looked like they'd d- done some Jaeger shots. And, I, and then, uh, then I—I I got on Loveline. I said, "Yeah," you know, I knocked on the door. And then one of his floozies uh, answered the door. Well, it, it turned out to be his wife, or <laughs> uh, Jordan, I think, or later on turned out to be his wife. I can't remember who It was. He took a little umbrage.
2: <laughs> She's also very nice, by the way. She's very nice. Yeah. yeah. So it was uh, again. It was. This just seemed like rock and roll to me, you know? So I have a couple things I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh, One less – one, I think – I don't know.
1: But let me just finish by saying the music's all there. There's plenty of bands
2: where the music's there. Yeah, yeah. You know
1: what I mean? Like, the Foo Fighters are a good band musically, but there are plenty of good bands musically. He has a work ethic. He's putting on a show – and
2: he's n- not going to... But I, to be fair, Pat and Taylor come right along. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he doesn't have to drag them along. They're, well, they're no. quite there. Well, yes and no. What I
1: want to say is Taylor's working his ass off mm-hmm. singing behind the drum kit. Pat's doing his thing. Everyone in the band is doing their thing. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. You ain't going to last if you... You know, you know well, Without Dave, you mean. No, no, you ain't going to last if you ain't coming along. Oh right. I he mean if if, that, if yeah. you go backstage, if you have a <coughs> situation where um, you know, you've sold out a soccer stadium in Rio de Janeiro and at sound check you're telling David Boss, I'm I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. I think I got a little something. I don't know, maybe it's the bug. I think it's the travel. I'm going to sit this one out. Like yeah. you're going to be out for good. Yeah, yeah. You you don't tell a guy like that I got a little tickle in my throat. Although
2: he is very supportive of his band members when they get in trouble, that no, he, he will see it through. Thank you.
1: But what I'm saying is, is I'm just if, saying if you're going to go, it's you, not draconian. You, you, is you, all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. But I'm saying it's it's a it's a little bit of I got a little bit of that into in, in me as well, like. I'm the, I'm the wrong. That's what
2: I want to talk to you about. No,
1: way, I'm but. the wrong guy to say, hey, I'm feeling, a, I'm not quite feeling myself today. I think I'm just going to stay on the sofa because it's like, uh, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care if you're 40%. Come in. You'll get through it. Like, he's out there with a boot, yeah. a walking boot on his fucking foot, sitting on a throne playing the guitar and rocking as hard as he can. So he's the wrong guy to tell you're just not feeling it today.
0: welcome back and thanks for tuning in to the adam and dr drew show classics up next we go to episode 458 where comedian george perez stops by and he had these guys rolling and you will too take a listen
1: yeah we're back well we had two beings enter the studio <laughs> George Perez as well as uh, my dog Philly cheesesteak
2: in the studio b- breathe you're breathing on the mic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> George is a stand-up comedian. He's got live I don't mean dates. don't
2: George, I mean Phil. Yeah.
1: <laughs> live dates all over the place. He's going out with uh, Loxie and the Vagabonds. They're doing some uh, live shows. And uh, Jack's Patio Bar in San Antonio. So they're going to start November 30th in San Antonio. Then they're going to Houston. Then they're going to Dallas. Then they're going to Austin. Then they're going to San Diego. Uh, you speak a little Spanish. Sure. No. All right. Well, good luck to you then. <laughs> <laughs> good luck ordering food. Uh, you go to com and you can uh, follow the tour along. Uh, good to meet you, George. Uh, good to meet you, too. So tell us about your uh, your journey into, into Stand Up Hood. Oh, wow. Uh, it's from the hood, Stand
2: Up mm-hmm. Hood. Uh, Where'd you grow
3: up? I grew up in Orange County, mm-hmm. Orange, Santa Ana, a little bit of Anaheim, and... Uh, Did construction first out of high school.
1: Nice. And
3: went to a poetry reading, and there was comics there. So went up, did my thing. Oh, just out of the blue? Well, like, I was with this girl that always told me, you're funny, and every time you invite me over, you put on, like, stand-up to have (laughs) sex with me. Uh That was my thing. I would play, like, Richard Pryor or, like, some old Carlin for her, and she would be, like... Dude, do you know you love this? I was like, "No, I'm just trying to have
1: sex." <laughs> <laughs> that was well, Adam's it was, thing too. <laughs> Except you know, masturbate. Uh yeah, I'd put on some Carlin I'd beat off. Yeah. I mean, but I knew I loved it. <laughs> it is a it is a thing where uh I don't know how you grew up, but I imagine if you're working construction, not not very good. And it's 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 the job of the parent and the community to kind of tell people, hey, this is what you like, even if you don't know it, because that's what you're doing. But I'm guessing no one told you that too early or too often.
3: No. I mean, I had five brothers. We're all a year apart. Right. Uh, and second youngest. I, I think I was just funny as a little kid to get attention. Mm-hmm. And then it just went from there. My mom's funny. Did you know that this was a way to make a living?
1: No. Now, I didn't
3: even know that you could go do open mics. I didn't know none of that.
1: So, now, somebody... Uh, uh-oh, Phil's on top of me now. <laughs> nice <laughs> saying hi to Drew. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. All right, Phil. Nice oh, licking. All
2: Your right, tongue Phil. is like a punch.
1: No, it is, yeah. and it's too long. It's too long for him. It's hanging <laughs> out the side oh, wow. of his mouth. Right, let's hear it. What do you got, Phil? <laughs> he just licked the microphone. Okay. Uh, I Phil, Phil's getting bored because he's been with me <laughs> since, uh, <laughs> since early this morning. Uh... Now, I heard that you got in trouble. You spent some time in prison. Yeah, Tell us about right. how that worked out.
3: Uh, that was the weird part. So, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: all right, Phil. Sit down. Relax. I'm trying to hear about a heart-wrenching... <laughs> <story>. <laughs> what do you want, Phil? <laughs> you know what he did to me this morning? He oh, laid on shorty. my head at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. He just laid on my head. He La- his moved- body or his head on your head? No, he his, takes his body. Oh. He does this about... Three- Three times a month, he goes from laying next to me on the bed, don't bite me, three times a month from laying next to me on the bed to laying on my head. Once he lays on my head, I have to get up and go like, okay, you want to go out? And then I get up and I just open the door and then he just sits on on the back deck and Uh. just looks at me. He doesn't even want to go anywhere. Would you at least go to the bathroom? Go to the bathroom, Phil. He wants to be closer to you. (laughs) Olga, my uh, nanny's favorite game is to yell, attack, Phil, attack. (laughs) <laughs> All, right, sit down. All right, we're trying to talk to George Perez here. George, what happened that got you into prison? Sorry.
3: Okay, so uh, I stopped doing construction. I become a comic. I get on uh, that show MTV, Your Mama. Mm-hmm. And... Bef- yo, Mama. Yeah, Yo, Mama. Right. So before I was a comic, I get into this very bad fight with this guy. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I leave because I don't stay. So I win this fight, and I leave, and... Three years later, I'm on TV, and he's like, that's the guy that beat me up.
1: Really? Yeah. As a comedian? Yeah, but
3: he he didn't know who I was, so... Right. Two weeks later, I get arrested. I'm DJing at a strip club, and they, like, SWAT team comes in, kicks the door down, and they take me to jail.
1: Uh, For assault? For assault, yes. And... This guy, first off, you should be embarrassed if a comedian kicks your ass. <laughs> How was a gangster back then, though? Uh, no. <laughs> no, but still, you shouldn't admit to anyone, hey, uh-huh. that stand-up beat my ass. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that close to the vest. So you beat that. Now, you must have beat this guy up good. Well, I don't think it was good. I just think it was like,
3: I don't, I didn't hit him that much. I just connected perfect.
1: Uh-huh. And, and he... I mean, well, I was going to say we've all been in street fights, but Drew hasn't been in street fights. But I've been in street fights. And it was like whatever happens, happens. Then you move on. Yeah, it wasn't
3: even a street fight. Like he was picking on me. We we're playing basketball mm-hmm. at the park, and like he started elbowing me. So I was kind of like, "Hey, man, relax." And he swung. Well, but- how bad
1: was your representation? I mean, your no, it how you bad, bad. It was it's your exactly attorney? It was. Three years later, how did he
3: yeah. get even the
2: evidence together? To- well
3: It wasn't. There was the evidence. It was just. I'm an ex-gang member. They looked at me and they were just like, Yeah, he did it. Uh, he did it. I so, didn't even testify.
1: So it was basically was it a probation thing? No, I did three years in prison. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is, is did you have were you on probation? No, when- I
3: wasn't on no probation. It was just the area that I was in had gang terms. And when gang terms is if any violent crime happens, they give you an enhancement.
1: Oh, so it's like in a in a but it, so, in a way, it's like probation.
2: Yeah. It's basically like saying, yeah. This Look, area's on probation. <laughs> this whole area's yeah. on probation. Yeah. Yeah. You walk yeah. in here, you're on probation.
1: Wow. So, you end up doing three years in prison. Yes. For punching a guy in a pickup basketball game on a court that was elbowing you when he saw you on Yo Mama three years later on MTV.
3: Yeah. And it was actually four 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 and a half years later because I fought it. You know I was trying to stretch it out maybe he won't show up to court and no we went to the box I had a jury and I got convicted wow
1: yeah and where and this is in Los This Sanchez? is in
3: Orange County Orange County Yeah in Irvine it was Irvine court I was mad cuz Santa Ana court I had a chance Irvine court I knew I was done wow.
1: So there's just a bunch of white people going this guy's gang affiliations. his last name's Perez. it wasn't even got... it
3: was maybe four white people it was It was weird. It was Asians, Mexicans, and a couple whites
1: Well, Asians are really honorary whites when they <laughs> once they get into the jurors box <laughs> we've, we've 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 kissed them in they're in the club but uh well it's actually it's funny because I think that um Mark derragis has told me I think that uh black jurors are real tough on crime mm. oftentimes because they 've seen it. Uh. In their neighborhoods. Right. You know, you'd, be, you'd be better off getting sort of the hippy-dippy white chick from Venice uh. or Santa Monica who's going, oh, this guy's got his future ahead of him, you know, than the tough wow. inner-city black guy who's seen it firsthand. Interesting. But <laughs> uh, prison. Yeah,
3: Prison. Straight prison. Well, I was at the county for six months because you got to get sentencing. Right. And then they sentenced me to prison and I ended up at Wasco. That's the reception yard, Wasco State Prison in Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because I just I filmed showtime while I'm going to court. So I'm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting down and they have like a it'll be like a cubicle like this, but it's probably about 100 times bigger, sells on top, sells on bottom, and there's a TV in the day room, and it shows. Payaso Comedy Slam. And I was like, what? This thing got picked up? Oh,
1: no. <laughs> yeah. So they're showing you, you doing stand-up. And, no, and, they
3: were showing, they were touring in Bakersfield.
1: Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I think me and Jimmy went down to that prison once. I think. we, oh. uh, I think we did a man show bit. Out of that, I'm pretty sure it was in Bakersfield. There can't be that many prisons around there. There actually is a lot around there. Well, there's a. It's a good time to write, though, right? I mean, you could. Mm, you're
3: kind of like trying to adjust because you, when you go to prison, they don't be like, hey, here's the rules, follow on. You have right. to adjust, watch, and find food, clean everything. So I, w- I wasn't writing, and I was, I was on the general population. I was where it rock and rolls. Like I seen some things, and it, it goes down.
1: Yeah, it's uh, – and did they have – so this prison that Jimmy and I went to, they had a, a group for uh, frequent flyers or something. It that was, like, was
3: the prison I was at.
1: It was, it was a group of people. It was like white, black, Hispanic, whatever, non-troublemakers. Like you can go hang out in this group, but you can't cause trouble. If you do cause trouble, you get thrown back in. With the troublemakers, where you're gonna get stabbed. That was, (laughs) let
3: me tell you the truth of that. What the PC yard is a protective custody yard, it's a special needs yard. It's a yard for snitches, rapists, pedophiles, and people that don't wanna be part of where I'm at, where there's rules and like they don't have a program. They don't get to work, they don't get to uh, get many visits. Where I was at is general population, right? Where it's like, yeah, you're gonna get stabbed, but if you act good, you're
1: fine. You're fine. And you can get whatever the perks are. Yes. Exactly. Did you did you learn a trade? Did you get a GED? Wow. Did you do a bunch of stuff like that? I graduated
3: from high school, so I already had a GED. I took business for 2 months and it was I wasn't learning nothing. The teacher would just go in there and be like, "Play." But right. I I became a butcher. I uh, huh. I I was a butcher in prison. Really? Yeah, it was
1: awesome. <laughs> do you do you get decent cuts of meat in the joint? Like, are no. they feeding the guards, or are you just cutting up Salisbury steak every night? Like, What are you, what are you making over it's, there?
3: It's hooked up. Like, uh, For breakfast, after breakfast, they give you a sack lunch. So I was in charge of cutting everyone's meat and make sure it was a proper slice. I had to prepare for four yards. And then uh, you get the perks, all the meat's in there. We get roast beef, chicken, uh-huh. and I'm just in there cooking it up because we had a hot pot oh so i would eat you couldn't take it back to your cell but yeah. you could
1: eat there yeah it's like when i used to work at mcdonald's and they tell me to throw <laughs> away the filet of fish oh not you <laughs> no that was the craziest thing ever it's like hey corolla yeah this filet of fish yeah they've been in a warming tray for over 90 minutes yeah we got to throw them out all 11 of them yeah they got to go in the dumpster Oh, okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, okay. Go throw them out and come back. I'm grabbing them all and I'm standing by the dumpster trying to eat as many as I possibly can.
2: We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show classics.
0: We are back with the final clip of this episode, so let's get right in. We check out episode 341 titled The Anthem, which aired on May 15, 2016, Adam coaches Dr. Drew on singing the National Anthem at Dodger Stadium. And they take calls on birth control.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Check it out. Now, as you listen to this, Boys it, are back in it is a uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoon.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, Dr. Drew is singing the National Anthem at Dodger Stadium. Maybe I should wear the Get It On t-shirt. Oh, that'd be sweet. Oh, is it blue? They have a Dodger blue shirt? What time? Are they playing St. Louis? Yeah. What time is the game? And Five. Obviously, you must be there before the game to sing the national anthem. 3.30. Um, so we are doing our stuff earlier today rather than later yeah. to accommodate uh, the singing of the national anthem. Um, so, couple a couple thoughts idea to do that? things.
2: I'm just you, you curious. You think it's good that I'm doing that or no?
1: Singing the national anthem. Yeah. I do. I, I think that
2: you said before it was good that just to sort of stress yourself to test yourself and stuff. But now I'm doing it again. Am I getting carried away? No, I, I, I
1: believe. Well, first off, I rarely say that this, but that's a personal decision because I don't know how it affects you or affects your relationships. You know, I don't know if you're locked in your room screaming at your kids. Go away. Daddy's. Practicing no. his scales, no, no. You, you know what I mean. I mean, obviously, if if you if it turned into into a basket case the week going into it, yeah. I would say I, yeah, give yeah. your wife
2: a break. No, no. In fact, quite the contrary. Last time I was a little freaked out, and I was you know ro- rolling it through my head over and over and over and over again. This time I feel like I'm a little too casual about it. Yeah, that can happen. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing that's
1: but what is what Drew is about to go sing in front of forty thousand people and. Pivotal game forty-one of the one sixty-two season. I, I, somebody tweeted me they're playing St. Louis. I swear to God, they're both eighteen and nineteen, or nineteen and eighteen. I, you got to figure out who Gary will figure it out, but like who's going to go twenty and nineteen? Oh boy, I'm going to hold my breath. Um, the oh, the Dodgers are on a Dodgers on a roll. They're twenty and seventeen, but they're playing St. Louis, and that's who I. That's why. Somebody tweeted me. They must have won yesterday. I had to drive through that godforsaken Dodger Stadium yesterday trying to get to the uh, Endless Rant event and all that goes on. Um, uh, Anyway, when you're singing uh, the national anthem at Dodger Stadium, do you think you could just sort of work in what a piece of shit the Dodger Dog is?
2: Uh, Just sort of like subliminal man? Oh, (laughs) say Dodger dogs, you piece of shit. (laughs) Yes. Uh, by the way, the Cardinals are 19 and 18.
1: So now I'm it's almost, it's exactly the same. Almost. I'm kind of rooting for the Dodgers now so the Cardinals can be 19 and 19 <laughs> after this game. But don't worry, over 100 games to go in the world's most boring sport. So what you're you going
2: to it's three minutes of action packed into four hours. That's
1: right. You're going to get out there. Yes. You're going to sing the national anthem
2: in front of a lot of people. Yeah. But I'm I'm gaming. You guys have been out. You and I have been out there a bunch of times on those celebrity games. Mm hmm And there's a lot of coming into the stadium around that time. You know what I mean? The people are not in their seats waiting for the first pitch, oftentimes, at Dodger Stadium.
1: Right? Oh well, the L.A. crowd is horrible. Yeah, and they do tend to leave early. And they tend to drag drag in, and they do drag in. But I would say by the first pitch, ninety-one uh, percent of the people <laughs> are seated. So if was, there's was, not forty thousand, there's going to be thirty. Myself, there'd be 37,000 people. Yeah. Well, is by the way, is there a difference between twelve thousand and thirty thousand? Oh, only in my
2: head because I did. What's what's Staples fifteen thousand. I said. I feel like yeah, I've done for, that for the Kings game. Yeah, yeah.
1: Same. Look, it's you in the microphone. Number one. Yeah. Number two. This is what you want to do in life. You want to take on this one so that the next one is okay. an easier All prospect. Right. Yes, Coach. And yes, coach. Tell me more, coach. Very positive. Very good. Obviously, the way you feel when you when you walk out of there is is amazing. Even if I fuck up. If you fuck up. You, you have
2: you say it puh, puh. forget
1: it you have two puh. choices ah. you have two choices you can see Chris Max pat his face going, Ugh. <laughs> you can go out there and hit a home run pardon the pun and yeah. walk out of there feeling yeah. like you're on top of the world yeah. or you can go out there and screw the pooch in which case you have the um, the most incredible learning experience you've had in yeah. the last twenty five years. Yes.
2: then I would want to go back and do it you know do it again, try to get it right.
1: Right, yeah. which is you, which yeah.
2: is other people would say never again. Yeah. I think if you screwed the pooch
1: this afternoon, you would think I got to get out there and, and yeah, make this 100%. right.
2: Right, hundred 100%. percent. But
1: you'd have to start out with like a triple A ballpark, like they'd send you down the high school <laughs> it's to go to high school, then you go a, and you work, work your way back yeah. up to the show. Yeah. All right, so exciting, and uh, listen, Drew, yeah. this is uh, this is a very good thing. This is. Here's what flips your cookie. Um, it's, it, it, it flips your cookie. Here are the two things you're looking for in the cookie flipping department. Moi or one? One. One. One should be looking for, I enjoy this, yep. sailing, motor racing, or singing, mm-hmm. or dance, or whatever, whatever it is. I enjoy this. Um, I enjoy participating in this with an element of potential downside.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a. There's a risk to it. There's a. There's, there's a, an
1: element yeah. that this may not go as yeah. planned. And then there's degrees. Yeah, there is. It's not black and white. It's I could do a C minus. There's a B plus. There's an A version of this. There's a failure. Probably not going to hit the fail department. Mm. Probably not going to hit the hundred percent on the SATs department. I'm looking for that A minus. Yeah. yeah, thing. Um, maybe I can get it to an A.
2: I'll feel pretty good about it. Strangely, that's my. That B plus A minus is my zone in life. Yeah. It's always been my zone. I, I, <laughs> I concur. All right. But, but hang on a second. Hmm. Uh, oh, goddamn, I lost my train of thought. I was going to ask him. Oh, I was going to say that, that, um, what's the irony is, you know, I, I trained to sing for many, many years just for fun. At For, for four minutes, I thought about it very seriously and I just kind of kept doing it. Uh, now it's kind of fun to have opportunities opportunity to sing. I sang with Seth McFarland at the, uh, the old uh, Pacific, the Universal Amphitheater with the orchestra. And that was that yeah. was a, sort of a dream come <clears> true <through throat> for me. Yeah. And now this kind of thing is sort of interesting. But the irony is, fuck, as you get older, your chords just are not the same. Really? And so literally, if there's more opportunity it comes out is I probably won't be able to do it physically. If I co- I'd have to go.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I look, I don't want to throw a
1: wrench in your chords. But
2: what, you know, what about your Tony Bennett's and guys like that? They're singing in a certain zone. And uh-huh. they stay in that zone. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? If I, yeah. if I have to do something, like Max Pat and I are going to put a Christmas album together. Oh, we are? Yeah, we are. And, wow. uh, yeah, my son's going to write a lot of the music, which is going to be fun. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a Corolla Enterprise. Wow. Sure. Do you know about this? Uh, no. Then, hence all the wows. Had you, do you know that Chris and I put out three LPs already? Not with me, but with uh, sort of theme music, background music. Do you know I, who I, I don't know anything. We, hey, guys, can we give him a taste of the. Uh, dr drew podcast lps all right at some point because we have some very cool stuff on there. anyway so this is a follow-on to that we're gonna write a christmas album and oh, be, good, for just for fun all right yeah
1: all right let me just hop to the top joe oh sorry why not joe's on too joe uh minneapolis 26 what's going on
2: oh nothing much how are you guys good that's good a uh, long time fan um first time caller Basically, my question is for Doctor Drew. Um, my girlfriend is on birth control, and she's also on antibiotics right now for um, like a cold, and she's like three three days late on her period. Did you guys use another method of contraceptive while mm. she was on these antibiotics? Going go no, no, we didn't. Uh-oh. What antibiotic? What
1: antibiotic was? So the antibiotics cancel out the birth control? They
2: can. So they can. Pla- tetracyclines classically do it. Uh, I, I, we don't know. Uh, okay. So but any of them, you know, you'll generally see a warning on the pills saying, you know, if you're on a, another medication, antibiotic, talk to your doctor. Use a second means of birth control for at least a month. Oh, Um All right. This doesn't sound good. Um, it sounds worrisome. It also listen. It also could be the antibiotic affecting the way the pills working and screwing with your menstrual periods too. But so. Joe, you're gonna have to take a.
1: She's gonna have to take a test, right?
2: Right, right. I was just wondering if it's any.
0: It's It's about three days, uh, late from when she usually
2: gets it. So I'm wondering if it's something to worry about now or. When, in when did like she start? Week maybe. When did she start the antibiotics? Uh. Two weeks ago, I would say. Right. Ovulation time. Mm. Perfect. Direct hit, Dr. Smith, mm. whoever prescribed this and didn't tell the young lady about yeah, it. Yeah, from Lost in Space. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the boy. Oh, where's the boy? I know the <laughs> reference. I think you listeners know. do. No. <laughs> um, All right. So, Joe, look, check out TV Land. Get, get, ta- get. Well, here's get, the deal. Uh, it's right on time. You get. I would go, to, I would take it now. Because there, here's why it's an issue. Because the antibiotics need to stop if she's pregnant.
1: Okay? Um, Drew. Yeah everyone talks about uh, late term abortions, yeah, what's the earliest one can get an abortion if one finds out one's pregnant
2: absolutely doesn't want a child I think you they're could, four days in I think you can do the uh the chemical abortion right away that the pills yeah the combination of pills yeah that is uh, are
1: you forty six or the, yeah
2: it's, it's must, yeah are you forty six essentially okay, so
1: it's not the combination of pills well it's it's the, the, they, they chem- do different things it's, the, yeah but it's, the, pills
2: it's and, but there is a version yes. that involves taking a pill. Yes, and you can do it immediately. I would think so. I don't. I don't. I've never administered it, but I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. All right, let's talk to uh, John, forty-six, Raleigh. Hey, hang on a second.
1: Yeah, just... Doctor Doctor Drew Adam. I...
2: Yes. Hey, John. One second. I was just thinking you may have to wait for implant. T- no, I was yeah, trying no. to think. Yeah, right? you have to wait for implantation because it's not really discussed. The earliest yeah. you yeah. can do it. Yeah, yeah. You have to wait for implantation, but two weeks there should be. You should be there. So, okay. All
0: right. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake podcast here on Podcast One. Remember to check back each week for new. Remember to check back each week for new episodes, and while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Deuce!